I have a claim to fame. I started the stiletto nail shape. Fergie's choreographer at the time, Fatima Robinson, who just did the Beyonce tour in the color purple, and she's an icon, said, Fergie, look at Juju's nails. And she was like, do her nails like that. Hey, girlfriends. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome to Staying Inspired. I'm your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa, and my jam is inspiring the ambitious, the bodacious, the next level women in the making. This is the hottest place for let's be real conversation, inspo humor, and juicy gems of wisdom for you to step up, step out, and make some next level moves in your life, relationships, and beyond. Now that you're here, grab some snacks, sit on back, and let's get into it. Hey, girlfriends, welcome back to another episode of Staying Inspired with, as always, your host and hype woman, Amanda Yoa. Today, I got an awesome, we got a spicy episode for you. We're going to spice it up. It's going to be hot and heated up in here. Woo! I'm already sweating just thinking about it. In lieu of Valentine's Day, we are going to get you prepped and ready for that day or night whenever you get down with the get down for Valentine's Day. Before we dig in, I have, I want to let you know, oh, I'm super excited because I have a special guest. Uh, But before we get into that, I got to let you guys know that I just recently started with my workout routine this morning. I went and uh, worked out. It was amazing. It was everything that I envisioned it. I'm more of a, I need like a, a, a sport. Like I can't just go to the gym. I can't just you know, hop on a machine. And and I mean, sometimes I can, but I like to interact. I like to be in a group setting. I like to, you know, have fun, listen to music. And I love a challenge. You know, I've always been a sporty type of gal. So I went, to, I started kickboxing. Um, I used to do boxing back in my 20s. Um, and then I hurt my, my shoulder and I was like, you know what, I'm going to have to and my boxing career. <laughs> but, um, you know, I missed it so much. So I found a local kickboxing class and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get my ass back into gear. This, this powerhouse by this brick house has to become a brick house, if you will. Cause right now these bricks are not, they ain't bricking. Okay. So I went and it was awesome. Loved the group of ladies and one gentleman that was there. So shout out if you are listening over at AmeriKick. Um, Loved you guys. And I can't wait to go back. But one of the things that I am super grateful for is my morning routine to get my liquids in in the morning. And I'm super grateful that I have my magic mind, which is that little shot of energy focus and everything that I will need to get me going for my kickboxing class. And what I love the best about it is it's a quick two gulp shot. I don't have to worry about getting a whole jug in or, you know, on top of everything else that I got to get in in preparation, hydration is important before any sport or, you know, working out. I get it. But, you know, I want to give myself that extra little oomph. And what better way to oomph your oomph than magic mind? You guys got to check it out. I've been talking about it and it's the real deal. You know, I talk about it with my coffee, with, you know, being able to focus. And now I'm starting back up. Your girl is back in the game kicking ass and taking names. Um, so, you know, my workout routine, Magic Mind just works for me. I felt great. I felt ready to go. I was able to keep up. I was rather impressed with myself for having not, not been to the gym at that high pace. I was impressed I was able to keep up. So if you're looking for something that's going to give you a little oomph to your workout routine, 
check out magicmind.com. Use the code Amanda. That's my name. Don't wear it out and get yourself one month free if you purchase a three month subscription. I almost said prescription again. <laughs> uh, get yourself a, a one month free of a three month subscription when you use the code Amanda. That's magicmind.com. Check it out. It's in the description below. Okay. We're going to spot it up. That's right. With me, I have director, writer, editor, Julianne Waters, most affectionately known as Juju. Juju is also the lifestyle TV show host of Dear Juju, which is the lifestyle show where cooking, cocktails, comedy, decor, and advice come to dance. So, hey, girl, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. So you're a West Coast gal, right? How's the West Coast? Um, Well, deep in the heart of Texas, I'm a Southern girl. So I grew up in Texas till I was 18. But then, yeah, I moved out to Los Angeles on a dance scholarship when I was 18. So I've been out here longer. I think it's like 23 years this summer, longer than I was in Texas. But, you know, there's something with that Southern upbringing that um, I love kind of when like Southern or people from the Midwest move to the cities. It's kind of like you still keep your core of those values. So, yeah. Yes, I feel that me and my family, we, I, I'm born and raised in Philly, um, but we moved to Jersey. We're like a hop, skip and a jump. I mean, I could still see the Philly skyline, but it is a little bit of a different environment, but you can definitely tell when, you know, that, that, that core comes out every once in a while. And, you know, the Philly and me will come out and everyone's like, oh, yeah, she's from Philly, even though she's living over here in Jersey. So I feel you on that. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So let's give everyone listening a little bit about you. So you worked as a choreographer and professional dancer with stars such as Janet Jackson, Mariah Carey, Christina Aguilera, Alcast, Christina Milian, Hillary Duff, the Black Eyed Peas, just to name a few. How was that experience for you? Yeah, I was. So first I started off as a professional dancer for 10 years. So a decade of professional dancing. And then I moved into choreography. Um, That was amazing. I mean, that is really the genesis of Dear Juju, my lifestyle show and brand. So I traveled the world shaking my ass for money. I mean, (laughs) in the most professional way ever. But so if we landed in Paris with the Black Eyed Peas, they would roll out the red carpet for the Peas and their crew at the best hotels, the best restaurants. We had amazing tour managers that always set up things. So not only was it great because I got paid to travel and go on stage for hundreds of thousands of people and perform doing my art, but it also curated my eye in my young 20s to... When you go to a beautiful hotel, you have people like Kelly Wurstler back in the day, Philip Stark, designing the dining room, designing the hotel, designing the lounges. So I would walk into these spaces and be like, oh, why do I feel like this? Why does this feel sexy? Why does this feel exciting? I'd be in Buenos Aires where Philip Stark has one of the best dining rooms ever designed. And it just it evoked a feeling. So it really curated my eye with like cuisine, taste culture and design. And that was really the genesis of when I would come back to LA, people would be like, Juju, where do I go to get a drink? Because I was also engulfed in like the Los Angeles culture outside of just dance and performing, but it was amazing. I mean, I got paid to travel around the world with stars. It was great. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. And I love that Hollywood has always come to you for advice on what's current and how to get it. You've always been like the influencers influencer. Were you getting for the people in the church, right? We got the influencers influencer here, everybody. Do it. 
Yeah. Like when that came about, were you like shocked that that was a thing or were you like, obviously, yes, people come to me because I know what I'm talking about. Well, I'm a Pisces and that's why I moved out to California because I'm always kind of just in my own world, (laughs) but I would dress a certain way, you know, just going to say it before people dress like now everyone's who mob wife aesthetic. I'm like, (laughs) we came out, I'm Italian. So I'm like, we came out the womb mob wife aesthetic. That's the only way we know how to do. But there was, I started a jewelry line in 2008 and at that point, I was on Lindsay Lohan's I'm Tired of Rumors Started, right? Like her mm-hmm. one music video that was like huge that people who love Lindsay. So I was on that and I made a bracelet. I went to these flea markets and I put together all these charms on this gold. And back then, no one was really wearing gold. We, we can't imagine it now, but like back then that was like, oh, you have on a gold bracelet. Yeah. And she was like, I love your bracelet. I said, thanks. I made it. She was like, I'll buy it from you. How much? And I was like, 200 bucks. And she was like, okay, pay her. And like took my bracelet off. So at that time I was like, I need to start making jewelry. So in 2008, I launched my jewelry line called Juju Gold. Juju Gold also was on everyone who I danced for. So the Black Eyed Peas, Fergie, I met up with Rihanna in New York City because she was like, I heard about your line. A friend of a friend told her, me and her were hanging out in her hotel room. And she was like, girl, I want five of everything. There's pictures of her wearing my necklace at like Laker games. So it was interesting because even though I was a professional dancer and kind of in that echelon, it's also too, like these celebrities have such, nowadays it's different. But back then there was no social media. So the only people that they could look to for inspiration was literally the people around them. You know, you couldn't look online. You couldn't look on your phone. So they would look to their right and see moi, how you doing? And (laughs) they would be like, oh, she's different. Look at her now. Like I, I have a claim to fame. And it is that I started the stiletto nail shape. Okay. I said it. I have been rocking these now. Well, really Barbara Streisand, right? Barbara Streisand from Funny Girl. I grew up on that. So I've been rocking this nail shape. It was a little pointier back in the day. Um, And Fergie's choreographer at the time, Fatima Robinson, who just did the Beyonce tour in the color purple, and she's an icon, said, Fergie, look at Juju's nails. And her nail technician was there in rehearsal because, you know, they don't have time to do anything else. It all has to be in one spot. And she was like, do her nails like that. So Fergie came out with it. I sold jewelry to Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga came out with it. I sold jewelry to Rihanna and Rihanna was literally gagging. I don't know if she remembers, but in her hotel room, she was like, girl, those are the bomb. Where did you get those done? And I told her where I got them done in LA. And then she was photographed with her nails at the same nail salon. And then Us Weekly, back when Us Weekly was really big, I think it was like 2008 or 2009, came out with this huge cover. And I can't find the, I should have kept it. Um, but it said the new nail shape that Lady Gaga, Rihanna, and Fergie are rocking. And it was like everyone in our circle, the hairdressers, the stylist was like, bitch, you stopped. <laughs> and I was like, I, I didn't really start it. It's really like Barbara Streisand, old Hollywood. But yes. And that's why I call myself the influencer's influencer. Because now that. nobody doesn't have the stiletto or almond nail shape, it seems like. So that's where that comes from. It's my little claim to fame. And no one's going to take it from me. No, goddamn right. And you know what? I think it's, it's you know, to have the balls, especially when you're around like celebrities, in our minds, you know, we think they're the trendsetters. So for you to come in with that energy of being like, you know what? I'm going to step out of the mold and bring something new that no one's been doing yet. 
you know, and having the celebrities being the one that you're you're influencing the celebrities, that's like chef's kiss but, right there. But you don't even think about it, right? Like you're just, I'm so, that's yeah, why. being I, you. Yeah, I was just being me and just always in love with Barbara Streisand and old Hollywood. And they always had these kind of nails. Maybe it was a little longer. Maybe it was a little more pointy. Actually, there was a flight to to be dead damn honest. There was a flight where there was a Russian girl next to me. And she, hers were pointy. So mine were always kind of round like this, rocking the Barbra Streisand. And hers were pointy. So maybe it was something in Eastern Europe that was real. And I was like, oh, that's fire. She's giving cat claws. And I really copied her. I mean, everyone copies everyone. But yeah, that's that's my little story of just like being in my own lane. And yeah, and being cool. And when you're around celebrities a lot, you understand that there's no difference. There's right. just more exposure, but really like we're all artists and we're all talented and you can sing, I can dance, you know, some might respect one more than the other, but in my eyes, we're all just, you know, doing our thing. We're all doing our thing. What we're good at, right? Hey, guess what, goal friends? Yes, I'm interrupting this episode to tell you that I'm officially launching my merch line. Staying inspired merch where every piece isn't just apparel, it's a whole anthem, not just a vibe, but a whole movement, baby, a statement that roars louder than words, defining what it truly means to stand out as a woman in today's world. Staying inspired is more than a brand. We're a revolution to empower, uplift, and redefine womanhood. Each piece stamped with confidence, ambition, and fearless vibes. By wearing Staying Inspired, you don't just flaunt a look, you amplify a message, a commitment to yourself to shattering glass ceilings and creating a world where every woman thrives. We got something for every woman as well as the mamas. That's right. We got a mommy and me legacy line where fierceness of womanhood meets the tenderness of motherhood. Check us out at amandayowit.com. And you know what? I'm giving out a free gift to the first five lucky gold friends who shop our merch line. All right, I'll let you get back to the episode. So now you're living, you got the married life, you're a mom, you have yes. your own show, Dear Juju, yes. which I love so much. I think, you know, when I found you, I was like, oh my God, like here is this woman, fabulous, bringing lifestyle with some razzle dazzle. I just, that was what I love the most about you is the spice and the sass that you give with your content. So tell us how you got into all that. Yeah. So when I was done being a professional dancer, I'll try to give you it really short, you know, 22 years of leading <laughs> up to this, you know, got to keep it short. Um, so after being a professional dancer, I was really looking for something. And my ex at the time was a director. And he said, you would be a damn good producer. You have a personality. You command the set. You command the stage. Wherever you are, you have a loud mouth. Like you would be a really good producer to keep things going. Um, I started off at Ashton Kushner's production company. His YouTube channel at the time was called Thrash Lab. I started off PAing and I was like, how do I get to EP? Like, what do, what do we have to do without getting on my knees? You know what I mean? What's happening here? And someone said, oh, you got to sell a show idea. And I was like, a show idea? I got him. So I sold them, like I wrote down five ideas and they picked one and they sold the, sh I sold my first show to them. So I EP'd it. So I wrote it. I you know, in the digital world back then around 2012, you had to, you still have to do everything, but you real. it's like, if they gave you $10,000 for 10 episodes, you had to interview the people, like the people like back then it was even more of a grind because you couldn't just do it on your phone. So I edit, wrote, directed, 
lit all with my ex as well. We co-sold our first show. So I was like, oh, I like this. Then I started one of the producers moved to DreamWorks Awesomeness TV. She was like, you should come over here. I show ran for them about 10 to 12 shows. And then I was like, this is like a grind. And then they offered me a position as one of their top producers for international content producer, where basically I was taking their digital content, stitching it together and making it for shows like the Nickelodeon of Canada or the Nickelodeon of um, Australia. And I would be making 30 minute shows. And then by the end, I was making shows for Hulu. So right now, if Hulu Prime or Netflix was like, we need you to show run a show and make it broadcast specs, I could deliver that to them. So that was my background. Um, And it always kept like the performance kept calling, but it was great. It was like going to college in the real freaking world. You know, I didn't go to college. I didn't go to school, but I learned in the on. trenches. Yeah. So Dear Juju actually did start in the Black Eyed Peas tour. And people, I was on Skype, okay, showing my age, with my ex. <laughs> and there was a knock at the door and someone was like, and I went over to my hotel room and they were like, hey, my mom's coming in town. I really want to take them to the best restaurant with good cocktails. Where do I go? Oh, girl, go here. Go back to Skyping. Knock at the door. Yes. You know, another dancer. Hey, so, um, when I get back, I have this really big date. What should I wear? This is what she's for. Back to Skype. Knock at the door. Yes. Okay. My, um, brother-in-law's wife, I have to cook dinner for them. What should I cook? And literally I came back and my ex was like, dude, you're like the dear Abby of today. And I was like, right. But not dear Abby, dear Juju. And I was like, wait, this is a show. And from 2012 is when it was born. And it took a while for life to happen. Like I had to go learn and produce and work. And when I moved into this house, that relationship didn't work out. I found my new husband and I got together. I became a mom. It just felt like this is the timing. And I started it in, um, yeah, 2019. Isn't it crazy? It took like seven years to like be pregnant with, but that's how it was. And I took my eye from all my travels and my taste and my cuisine. And I'm now bringing it. My elevator pitch is like, I'm a naughty Martha Stewart, but kind of like an, I love Lucy comedian, you know? Yeah. That's my elevator pitch. So. I love it. I love yeah. it so much. And I love, you know, as a busy entrepreneur, a wife and a mom, like you still find that time for, you know, the spice in all realms of your life so much so that, you know, now you've become an expert for all the things when it comes to, you know, keeping that spark at home well lit. Yes. You know, as we know, Valentine's Day is approaching. So today, ladies, what we're going to do is a little Valentine's Day Q&A with a little TNA. Okay. Sensual goddess herself, Juju. Okay. So here we go. This is what we're going to do. I'm going to ask some questions for how to achieve that top tier Valentine's Day and we'll make, you know, how to achieve, you know, make this sheet sizzle and we'll just go down the list and have a super conversation. I think this is going to be so much fun. Yeah. All right. So here we go. All right. So first, let's set the mood, shall we? Are you more of a Valentine's night at home type of gal or let's go out type of gal? A hundred percent night at home. A hundred percent because then I can control the mood. I can control, I'm a little bit of a control freak. I can control everything. You know, I can set the mood and I can 
going out, you have reservations, paying this, that, and yet sometimes it's just now, actually, now that I have kids, it's like, maybe I would go out so I don't have to deal with that. <laughs> but um, if it was just my husband and I, 100% night in. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the same and I was going to bring up because I have two kids. So I'm like, I would love, I hate going out during Valentine's Day. I, first of all, you can't even get a reservation anywhere right. if you try to. And then it's always backed up and the kitchen's backed up and you're sitting there forever and it just ends up being miserable. So for me, staying in and having something like that would be more, but I'm like, how do I do that with two kids? So I was like, I think, you know, and I'm thinking of things because we usually just keep it like very low key for Valentine's Day. We don't really like do anything crazy, but you know, I, I have to say like me and my husband are at this point in our marriage where like the spark is well lit. Like we are litty lit. Right. So yeah, it's crazy. So I'm like, you know, how can we spice up this Valentine's Day? I'm like, maybe we should just go and like, you know, stay at a hotel, even if it's like downtown, you know, totally, far. totally. That way, you know, you get someone to watch the kids for the night. You're not that far away. You're not spending a ton of money. And even if you just stay in the hotel room, like rent room service, watch a movie, get it on, you know, like, I think that's the most amazing thing. Way better than going out. I agree. I agree. Yeah. And there's something about hotel rooms that already has like an internal kink factor yes. because it's like outside of your house. It's somewhere away. And there's already like my husband and I fell in love, like while we were staying at a hotel on a job. So hotel, if you have kids, that is so good. Yeah. And if you don't, you know, staying at home by the fire and I would suggest like making food and a picnic by the fire and making a huge pallet. Yes. would be like everything. Yes. On your body, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> On your body. <laughs> All right. So speaking of food, let's go into what would be your go-to recipe? Now this can be like a drink to really spice the night up. If you decided to stay in with your Valentine or a dish, whatever you want. Yeah. So always, you know, curate something to your partner. Like if you're, I'm going to suggest a steak. Because that's my partner. He's an Aussie, right? And he's a meat and potatoes kind of guy. Um, but like, obviously, if your partner is vegan, you know, you're not going to make a steak. So something that's tailor made for them, of course. But my husband would love like a big tomahawk. Because also, too, I wouldn't want to keep it too carby. I would do a steak and salad kind of situation. Yeah. Um, again, my husband is sober. So I would make him a mocktail and I would make me an espresso martini so she could stay up, you know, being a mom, an espresso martini, or even I have an episode on my Instagram called a Carajillo, which is what the Spaniards, it's so good. It's liqueur 43, equal parts, liqueur 43, espresso, shaken, topped with whipped cream. Okay. You, br you bring the whipped cream on the titties, and a glass of whipped cream, you know what I mean? And then you just Love go that. and you just start licking. Okay. Yeah. That's what I would say for a cocktail. And it's easy. That way you're not dealing with like bitters and vodka and like sitting there being like, ah, it's just like two ingredients, some whipped cream and you're good. So that's a carajillo, equal parts of core 43 to espresso, cool espresso. And then, yeah, I would make him a big old steak with a salad, like a really elegant salad, little gems, some feta. I would roast my own red bell peppers, herbs like dill, make a beautiful salad dressing. So I would have steak and salad. So it wouldn't be 
too feeling, but there's, I don't know, maybe it's the, maybe it's the blood and the steak that gets mad where I'm going, but it's like, I don't know. It feels raw. You know, it feels yeah. like my guts or something. I don't know. It's, it's a foreshadowing of what he's about to get into, but that's what I would make personally. I love a good steak. That would probably be my go-to for my husband as well. And then, you know, I got, I remember for Christmas the one year and we randomly pulled this thing out. Um, No, ladies, it's not anything like that. It's a little, um, (laughs) it's a smoke. I don't know if it's a smoker, but you, so my husband loves like a good cigar. Everyone's, he's, he's an avid cigar smoker. He actually, I actually got him like a cigar club thing where he gets cigars mailed to him by, you know, every month. Oh, love that. Christmas. Yeah. It was super cool. Um, but every once in a while he likes to have like a glass of nice whiskey with it. So the one Christmas I got him like a smoker where you, there's different scented wood and you can get it like super cheap on, um, Amazon. And you just close it in there. And even if you didn't have it, like you could probably just do like a big bowl over your cup of whiskey and just get like um, scented woods, like I think cedar. And it just gives that extra little kick to the whiskey. Totally. Yeah. I think that would be my go-to for that as well. Yeah. But like yours was tailor-made for him. Mine's tailor-made for me. And that's, that's really the key is like, know your person. Yeah. And then exactly. And then elevate it. What, what can you do to elevate it? Whipped cream and then shock them with whipped cream on your tits. You're, you know, adding the elevation of the smoking. It's like tailor-made is always the best, I think. Yeah. So, all right. Speaking of how important do you think humor is in the relationship? And do you have any funny Valentine's Day stories to share? (laughs) Okay. So like I said, my husband's an Aussie and we fell in love over humor because you, I, my humor, I mean, I'm a comedian. So humor is the the most important thing in life for me. And Mm. especially with in love and in relationships, like even in business relationships, if I'm working with someone or starting something and they don't have a sense of humor, I won't do it because then I feel like I can't be myself and make a shocking joke. And then they'll be like, uh, it's just like, oh no, 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 we can't except unless they're like an accountant or something. Um, so yeah, humor is everything. It's the DNA of my relationship for sure. I do. I don't have exactly a Valentine's day story, but I do have the best story. My husband's probably going to kill me, but he knows who his wife is. <laughs> so my husband, when we fought, started, when we farted, my husband, when we started this relationship, He was like, you know, I just can't finish orally. No girl has been able to make me finish with oral. And I was like. Sounds like a challenge. Exactly. Sounds like a challenge. Never. You've never met this. That's right. So I know exactly how we like to have sex. We like to have sex. It's called the CAT. It's called, it's an acronym for like cordial, cordial position. Basically you grind each other's hips and the penis stays really flat up against his stomach. And as mm-hmm. you grind on the pubic bone, things like that. So I was thinking, you know, I've cut to that meme with all that math, you know, that meme where the, like the <laughs> yeah. that math. So like the angle of his penis. Okay. I think I got this. So, and I just knew it. I was like, all right, I'm going to tease it to all hell with coconut oil. Okay. I got that from a sex shop. I went to go in and buy lube and the girl was like, honestly, use coconut oil. It's the best thing for your vagina. If you got your, get your good fats in, you know what I mean? And so we use coconut oil all the time now. And I was like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to tease it to all get out, right? So do a lot without doing a lot. Get it oil, get it all lubed up, sit them down, do a little dance, you know, rub on it. And I just like got them all so that when the contact happens, they're about to blow already. That's the, that's the tip. Yeah. Anyways, I knew I was going to like make it happen. Okay. So I had preset my phone to a YouTube song. This is how crazy I am. <laughs> and I put it underneath the couch just to ensure success. This is a true story, by the way. So I go and I do my dance and I lube it all up and I go down and I make sure that it's at the right angle. I go to town and oh, Eureka. Okay. It happens. He blows. I literally afterwards go to pull out my phone and he's thinking in his mind, which I know now, what the hell is she doing on her phone? And I hit play and it was the Rockies, Rocky anthem (laughs) of the champion. And I literally danced around the room naked and he was laughing. We were laughing so hard. We, and I swear in that moment, that's when he was like, oh, this is my wife. Like, A, she just made me come for the heavens and B, like she had preset the Rocky anthem of like (laughs) the champion. It was hilarious. That's like one of our favorite stories. So that's, that's one of my best stories of how humor is so important to tie in that emotional bond and connect. I agree. I love that story. That's hilarious. And I love how you threw a little something, something Philly into it. That just Yeah, right. That's right. Yes. Um, you know, me and my husband too, we we always connect via humor. You know, at the end of the night, we're always looking for like a good special comedy special on TV. If we have a date night, you know, where we do it up, we're always one for like dinner and a comedy show. That's always been Us like too. our connector. Yeah. Like if we can laugh together and have a good time, that's just it's the best thing for us, you know, especially because like, you know, you go out to dinner and you're with this person all the time, you know, so it's like, what could you possibly want to talk about besides things that you have? Yeah. Then you start getting the things you have to do and your kids. And I mean, not for nothing, but I'm out with my husband. I don't really want to talk about my kids. I want to no, talk about us. You know what I mean? Right. So. It's like the comedy, it, it fills that gap to where we don't get ourselves into conversations we don't want to get into. We're just being ourselves, having a good time, having a good laugh, and just reconnecting and dating each other again, which I think is the most important part in every relationship is, you know, yeah. always date your your significant other. Always. In every always. season. Yeah. It's, it's the one good thing since he moved to LA because he was a little skittish about because he was like, Hollywood. Are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, Hey, we don't live in Hollywood. So it's a real city and a beautiful town. And it's beautiful. We live by the mountains out in the suburbs a little bit. It takes us only like 30 minutes to get into Los Angeles, but we do live out by the mountains because it's so beautiful. But one of the best things is that we've seen almost every comedian live, all of them, Louis CK, Bill Burr, Chris, um, Chris Rock. We've Mm -hmm. seen Dave Chappelle, literally like you could name a comedian, Tom Segura, Sebastian love Benicalco, love yeah, them, Bill Burr. Like we've seen them all because they all come here and you can go to the comedy store, the Laugh Factory for 20 bucks, sit front row and you don't know who you're going to see. Joe um, Rogan, like we've seen everybody. And it's I was been say, awesome. Yeah, like big, big com- uh, comedians go to that, um, oh, that yeah. comedy place. Yeah. And those like talking about it. Yeah. People just drop by too. So that's again, our favorite date night because it's just like, it's so much fun to see who's going to pop by. And then we laugh 
And then we laughed afterwards. Like even today, while I was getting ready for this podcast, we were bringing up like some comedy joke. It's, it's really important. It's the best. Yeah, I agree. All right. So let's get into some do's and don'ts. Okay. In your opinion, what are the biggest do's and don'ts? Well, I guess maybe let's do the don'ts because we know what the do's are. We've been talking about the do's. What are some don'ts for, you know, mm -hmm. maybe someone who's going out on a first date or even like, you know, you're in Valentine's Day in general, taking your significant other out? What's a don't? Maybe this not on a date, but just in general. Yeah, it, I found this one really hard um, because... If you're going out on Valentine's Day, I feel like that's already a serious, like, you're not going to go on a first date on fucking Valentine's Day, are you? No, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. That's so, lot. yeah, don't, I would say don't put too much pressure on it. Like, if there's no reservations, screw it. Get creative. What do they say? Um, constraint breeds creativity, you know? So, yeah, don't put too much pressure on it. And don't. Especially if you got asked out and you're like, oh, this is a, this is taking our relationship to the new level. Like, don't give a shit about a manufactured holiday. Like, that's my thing. I'm like, don't put pressure on it. Don't think that it's something that it's not. Don't not be yourself. Mine are like do's disguised as don'ts. So yeah, don't put pressure on it. I mean, in life, just don't put pressure on yeah. it. And as yeah. far as like, you know, the, the Valentine's Day, like cliche traditions, what do you think should be avoided? Or update it. Oh, um, I see. I'm a classic girl. Like, bring me flowers. Bring, bring me, um, bring me chocolates. Bring me champagne. Mm -hmm. So, I, I think that handmade things are always best. So instead of like going and buying a box of chocolates, maybe like just go to the get some organic strawberries, make them beautiful, dip them in chocolate. You know, do something that is a little bit handmade instead of so like, oh, I s don't pull over at the ghetto grocery store and buy yes. some plastic flowers and some bad. Don't bring me anything if you're going to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like either do it right and you thought about it or admit it and be like, I totally forgot it was Valentine's Day. I am so sorry. I'm going to make it up to you this weekend since there's no reservations. Where do you want to go? And you know, and like, be honest, you know, like don't nothing manufactured, nothing fake. We are not fake here. That is one thing that I live by. Yeah. Yeah. So don't, don't fall into that trap. And you know what I want to say too, because I think it's important. I think a lot of times some women and that I totally agree. Do not buy me drugstore chocolates. Do not buy me a drugstore teddy bear. Like I know where it's from and I know there was not thought put into it. That being said, okay. I know most of the majority is women listening right now. And ladies, I'm just going to tell you, this is not just our holiday to receive. Like we also have to put some thought and effort into this as well. So while you're probably having your, you're probably in the car right now looking at your husband or your significant other saying, yeah, hear, hear what she's saying. That goes for you too. Okay. I'm calling you out too. Don't be going to the drugstore and getting your man some drugstore chocolates and a drugstore, you know, a teddy bear and think that you're calling it a day because you're not like put some thought and effort into your gift. I think that's, you know, it's very cliche here in Philly. There's actually, <laughs> you could take it a step lower here in Philly, believe it or oh, not, there's a guy on the corner that has it under a tent <laughs> in right. any weather, in right. any weather, it could be pouring down rain. Those teddy bears are still hung up and for sale. Oh, and there God. are people out there the morning yeah. of Valentine's Day in line getting these like, and it just, oh, I, yeah. I can't. 
Don't do I that. Can't. Don't be well, that person. I agree. I That's such a good point and a piece of advice. And to piggyback on that, because I am lifestyle queen of the world, anytime there is a holiday, I will celebrate it. So if I may inject a little story, my husband shot The Mandalorian, the Star Wars TV show, the first season of it on oh, Disney. Yeah. yeah, he was the second unit camera. Nice. Um, yeah. So he went to the show that around that time where it was Valentine's Day. So I knew we couldn't spend the evening together. And I he was working his absolute ass off. That show was rigorous. And that morning he did have kind of a later call. So I bought him a present. Just no big deal. Like I knew he needed new underwear um, or something like that. I bought him like three or four gifts. I made a cake the night before um, and I decorated it. And then I made him a gorgeous breakfast. I made him an omelet. It was my favorite omelet where it's just egg whites and sour cream and goat's cheese. It's so good. It's Mm. so French. And I made him some bacon because my man loves some bacon. I wrapped his presents and I found it paper source. There's like a kangaroo love pink. So I wrapped it in that. So when he woke up in the morning and then in construction paper, I got pink and red paper and I cut out all these little hearts, different sizes for confetti on the table. So when he woke up for work in the morning, there what he came down, his coffee was ready. We I had the whole table decorated. I had muffins as well, little like sweet treats. And I knew we weren't going to spend the evening together. So he got sent off into the world with so he had nothing for me, but not that I needed it because um, he was working for us, you know? Right. So I completely made him a whole spread, a huge omelet, bacon, coffee, sweet treats, gifts, presents, decoration, and just set the love up where it's like, especially if your husband doesn't really care, always come through. Be the example, ladies, like you said, be the change you want to see in the world that even comes for your relationship. Be set the stage for how you want to be treated by treating him that way. It's okay to be first. I told my husband, I loved him first. I was like, just so you know, I loved you. And he was like, what? And I was like, no, I love you. Like I was, I'm just confident in my skin. I don't mind being first. So I, touche to that. I love that. All right. Well, before we wrap up, let's, let's wrap it up for those who are maybe listening to this and being like, well, you know, I'm single. I don't have anybody for Valentine's day for those spending Valentine's day solo. What are some of your suggestions for a self-love self-care Valentine's Day. Yeah. Um, you know, Galentine's definitely get your other single friends together. Yeah. So, you know, that's super important. Watch maybe a stupid movie, throw a party that way too. Mm-hmm. Like instead of going out, you could also stay in with your friends and be like, okay, we're all wearing pink. We're all wearing fucking tiaras because we're queens. So go find one at the 99 cents. Like all my birthdays, I demand a dress code. I'm like, we're wearing fur. We're wearing tool. Like, so set something in like you get out in this life, what you put in. So even though things might not seem, oh, I wish I had someone. Cause that's how I used to feel when I was single, I would still make it fun and still do stuff with my best friends and go, you know what? That was, I didn't even miss it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think like, if you make a party and stay in and watch cheesy, you know, romance films or everyone gets to vote on rom-com. their favorite romance, rom-com. Yeah. yeah. Pride and Prejudice is my favorite. Have you ever seen that movie with Karen Knightley? Oh, 
Oh my God. I love that movie so much. I named my daughter Georgiana off of Mr. Darcy's little sister. Okay. Anyways, it is steamy. Is it steamy? Girl, it's so steamy. And it's so like old and, you know, the rich man and the girl that's spicy that like is, oh, you got to see it. like Victorian era, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, it gives like, um, you know what I do watch on Netflix? Bridgerton. Do you ever watch that? I've watched the whole thing. Anything period I am obsessed with. But so do something like that where you watch a beautiful love story. You have tons of champagne. You make your own or maybe you have a chocolate strawberry dipping party where everyone like dips and decorates their own chocolate strawberries. Like make it fucking fun. You know, like take see the silver lining in what you think is a cloud and just like paint it fucking pink. That's what I would suggest. If your friends aren't available or they're all taken, go to the spa get a massage, do something nice for yourself, order in your favorite movie. You can still, I lived alone and I was single for a very long time. I didn't get married until I was 33. So especially in the city, I lived deep in LA and when I was single, because you know, you had an Uber to the clubs, but there, there would always be a structure of like setting up my okayness by myself. And that was always going to my favorite spa, getting my favorite massage, going to my favorite restaurant. So yeah, that's what I'm yeah, I totally agree. I still, to this day, I mail myself flowers every Valentine's Day with a special note to myself, plan it all out, actually have it up on my tabs. I'm going to do it probably sometime this week. <laughs> so it's ordered ahead. It's ready to go. I pick out my own bouquet. I remember when I first started doing it, my husband seen like he had ordered me flowers and then the other set of flowers came and he's like, who else is sending you flowers? I'm like, right. me, me. Yeah. Because I, you know, even if you are in a relationship, I still feel that you, if there's, if there's the perfect day to pick to love on yourself a little extra, pick Valentine's Day. Agreed. If you don't have anybody that's going to love on you that in that way, you love on yourself in that way as well. You know, that's right. I, I, I just think that's such a a great idea, and I, you know, I still do it to this day, and I'm I'm excited to get my flowers. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And if I'm a nail girl, so I love going to get my nails done. So if my husband was out of town, I would go get my nails done that day. Like do something where the love in your heart just like explodes to yourself mm-hmm. and rub one out yes. <laughs> at the end of the day. And, and at the end out. of the day, no one can finish you like you can. <laughs> no one can finish you like a good old rose. Let me tell that's you. Right. I don't know if you got one of them things, but they send you. <laughs> they send you. Let me tell you. I, I, yeah, I can't because I'm afraid I'll like that more. So I just, you know, <laughs> well, now I'm scared to use it because somebody said something like it can like desensitize you. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't use that as often. I don't know. Maybe. Totally. We yeah. But yeah. I'll, you know what? This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for being on. Let everyone know where they can find you and connect with you. Yeah. My social is Dear Juju, like you're writing letter D-E-A-R and then J-U-J-U. That's on Instagram because I am turning 41. That's where I'm mostly engaged. I do put things on TikTok and that's the Dear Juju show and Twitter and things like that and on YouTube. So yes. And we, I have a lot of exciting things coming out this year. Ooh, can't wait to see. I'm here for it. Yeah. Well, ladies, till next time, I hope we got you all hot and steamied and ready for your Valentine's Day. But till next time, stay inspired. And that's a wrap on today's episode, girlfriends. But wait, before you go, I got a few things for you to do real quick. Number one, drop us a review. 
Your feedback is gold and helps us grow and bring this show to more amazing listeners just like you. Number two, subscribe. If you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Subscribe to our podcast. This way you'll never miss out on another amazing episode. And number three, join our VIP email list. I mean, are you ready for some exclusive content, sneak peeks and special goodies? Well, then sign up. Trust us. It's where the real party happens. Your support keeps this show roaring. Thanks for tuning in. And remember, together we create that next level self. Okay, I'll let you go now. Bye-bye.